As soon as you're in, let them all know they're all in the presence of, I am a murderer, I am a demon, the son of a serpent. What is your faith? What is your worth? Have you felt acknowledged? If I kill you now, will you go to heaven or hell you believe in? Death is approaching you. 30 seconds to think before lying and bless you. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, Steve Simon. And I'm Harrison. Harrison, we have a special guest in the studio. A uh, good friend of yours and uh, world famous author. Something like that. Jared Kobeck. How's it yeah, going, Jared? It's all right. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you know, uh, just uh, before we get into the reason you're here, right. I was going to do a little anecdote. Okay. A short little <laughs> anecdote. Yeah. Uh, I got a jury duty summons today. Oh, my. Yeah. Jury duty summons I've never had here mm-hmm. in LA. I had, I had one in San Francisco, uh, twice in San Francisco, but I stopped, I stopped registering to vote. <laughs> for a while just so I wouldn't get a jury duty summons but then I don't know my patriotic duty kicked in during the 2016 election I was like I gotta vote and so I registered sure enough fucking jury duty hmm. which have you ever got one in LA? Uh, no I, I got it once in Brooklyn have you I, ever had it? Uh, yeah, I've got it in LA. Oh, you uh, did? You yeah, actually shit. go down there? Uh, yeah, I went. This was like ten years ago, but I went. I had it at the uh, courthouse on Hollywood Boulevard. That's closed now. Oh, yeah, the one I have to go to is downtown. Yeah, right. What is that? The uh, uh, I forget that. Whatever. It's, where it's on Temple. Yeah, that's where OJ's trial was. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I was just kind of like, what the fuck? And the, the day they summoned me, twelve thirty one. The day of oh, New Year's right. Eve. Wow. Yeah, Jesus. who the fuck wants to go then? So I went online. I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and he was like, postpone. Yeah. And I'm like, really? He was like, you postpone, they'll never call you back. That's not true. Is that, is that, no, I, you know, I, I've, I've had, for some reason, since I've been in California, I've had jury duty five times. Have you ever been selected? I was the last choice on a trial, but I had um like i it was like this there was a it was i can't remember what it was it was in san francisco it was um an attempted murder trial and when i you know when we were doing the the paperwork i just wrote fucking insane shit i was like um, i don't think poor people can just start get a, going racist racist yeah, shit like a yeah. racist tirade no, it wasn't a racist tirade <laughs> it was an anti-racist tirade the racist tirades coming later um but no, no i i was i was just like i don't think poor people can get a fair shake in the american judicial judicial system thinking that they would look at this and then immediately excluded like, me, you, but like yeah. they kept calling me back, mm. so I had to go back three the days. The defense attorney probably dug that, and so like on the third day, I it was it came down for the last alternate juror. It was me versus a doctor, and I had done it so much that I had gotten like Stockholm syndrome, where I was like, <laughs> now I want to be on this trial. And then the prosecuting attorney actually took out my form and started reading it in court. And she's like, well, what did you mean when you said that people of color can't get... Wow, I can't believe they're that thorough. <clears throat> yeah, and so anyway, they picked doctor over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I went in San Francisco the last time I did jury duty. You couldn't register online. Yeah. It was that long ago. Oh, but now um, you can do it all online, yeah, yeah. postpone online. But then I went down there, and I'm Bryant, that courthouse yeah. in Bryant. Yeah, that's where and, I did uh, this. Yeah, for the first day, I just kind of sat there. It was like four hours. Right. Never called my name. Invited me back the second day. Second day, 
two hours in, they call my name and they get up there and the trial was for a guy, Mexican guy, who had been dealing drugs at 16th and Mission. It was the third time mm-hmm. he had been caught. So three strikes. Right. And this guy didn't even, couldn't even speak English. Right. And so uh, at one point, I'm sitting there and they're like, they pick you up, you're sitting in the jury and it's just all old Asian people. Mm. And I was like, here's a jury of this guy's peers. He's right. fucked. And so uh, they're asking me, they came over and the defense attorney or the prosecutor attorney asked me, she's like, so have you ever bought drugs on the street before? <laughs> I was like, you know, as a matter of fact, I think I might have bought drugs in the same block that he was working mm-hmm. on. And she was like, no further questions. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. So that's the way to get out of jury, dude. You just admit to buying drugs. Oh. Yeah, buying drugs in public. Yeah. But hopefully the postponement will work for me. Yeah, they'll postpone it like four months and then they'll call you back in. Yeah, I postponed to like end of July. Oh, yeah. They'll but can you... I postpone again? No. Uh, you can only it. do it only once, once and then they'll call you back in. But maybe not in LA. I mean, yeah, who knows? Francisco, yeah, I don't, I don't they, know how it works. Will. When you go in Brooklyn, you're like, you have to watch um, like an orientation video <laughs> and it's like, hi, I'm Sam Waterston from TV's Law and Order. <laughs> and it, there's actually a part of it where it's like, where it's like in medieval times, we used to try wizards by drowning them in lakes. Now we don't do that. We do it this way, and 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 then, and then they actually have like a reenactment of like a wizard being like. <laughs> it was. Like, it you was so it by yourself or in the whole no room with a whole group of people oh, okay. in a room of like the, angry, what, anxious people. What was the reaction of the other people? I don't even think anyone was paying attention except me. Yeah. Did, did they take your phone away? This was like a long time ago. Okay. I don't even know if I had a phone at this time. No, I did have a phone, but it was like, no, they didn't take it away. You know, (laughs) I was wondering about this before we move on. Before smartphones. It was before smartphones. Flip phones? Yeah. Is it flip? Yeah, flip phones. Probably flip phone. Um, Before we move on, do you think juries in the UK, does a jury have to wear the little white wigs? No. It's just the lawyers and the judges? It's just the barristers and the 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 judges. Yeah. Okay. How come the jury doesn't have to? I think the I think the, I think the wig is like one of those British signs of distinction. Right? Oh, yeah. so if you're just a yeah. commoner or yeah. whatever. It's like it, what is it? There's barristers and there's solicitors, and solicitors can't wear the wigs. Something like that. Like there's there's actually because it's, it's England, a hierarchy. Yeah, there's a class system in who can wear the wigs. I didn't even know. I that. I think only Queen's Counsel can wear the. Wigs. I don't know why I know this much about this. <laughs> Are they all white wigs? Yeah. Like, yeah okay, yeah. so the judge doesn't have like a purple one. No. <laughs> okay. But maybe wondering. they could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not going to make fucking like Arnie Crestbottom the fishmonger on the jury <laughs> wear a fucking powdered white wig, you know? I don't know. I just thought yeah. it was like part yeah. of the court thing. Everybody's got to okay. wear wigs. Yeah. No. Um, all right. Well, Jared, the reason we had you on here is to talk about your uh, upcoming book. But you are the author of uh, several successful books, uh, one being I Hate the Internet. I think that's the most successful. That was, yeah. that, that, that yeah. was very commercially successful. I yeah. mean, aren't you still doing speaking engagements going, for that book? I'm going to Italy. Yeah. Uh, in two days to go do some literary festival because the Italian translation just came out and I think is doing okay. I don't and know. Th- and that book was published a few years ago too, right? Uh, almost three oh, at this cool. point. Yeah. And I mean, it was a self-published book. Yeah. So, which is uh, yeah, remarkable. Yeah. Because so. I'm a bit jealous. And yeah. uh, the, the, uh, the, the follow-up book, The Future Won't Be Long, 
Yeah, that was that, a, that was actually published by a publisher, though. That right? was, yeah, that was published by Penguin, and it was a complete disaster. Was it, you know, yeah. I gotta say, because I, I was reading about it, and I was like, uh, well, I mean, I read I Hate the Internet. I haven't read the feature all yeah. too long. Well, no one has. But so. <laughs> I do kind of want to pick it up, though, because I feel like I I lived during this era. Like right. I lived in San Francisco yeah. uh, during the set, you know, the set of uh, when uh, I Hate the Internet was set, yeah. and then the feature won't be long. It's about the '90s New York City club scene, yeah. which I've been to many of those clubs yeah, yeah, in yeah. the '90s in New York. City, no, so. it's like it's a historical novel, yeah, you know, like written in the way that historical novels are written about that period. Um, it had two serious deficits as a commercial prospect. One was it's a really fucking hard thing to ask people a year into Trump to be like, "Hey, read my book about drug people in the eighties." <laughs> And then the other was it, the timing it, on that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it like, I think it came out like the day after Charlottesville. Oh, so, Jesus. yeah. 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 So not only, you know, he ran over my ambitions too, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it was just like a really bad time for it. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, Penguin, which is the biggest publishing conglomerate in the world which picked it up did not do that good of a job on it now you mean in terms of marketing publicity yeah the cover was really bad and it was an incoherent release so so when you're when they're publishing your book how i guess how much influence do you have on the cover uh almost none they they just go off and yeah, like, oh, we'll design yeah, that for I, you. I mean you can sort of kick your heels and scream and they'll pretend to pay attention to you but you don't really have any influence yeah whatsoever. wow you Unless know like Stephen king or something yeah i mean i think i think if you have clout which i didn't um you can have some influence but i mean i know people who are really successful with this stuff um and can't control their covers yes. at all Wow, that's crazy. When is your new one coming out in the UK? It's March or April. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. so so your most recent book, though, um, is nonfiction. Right. Which is a bit of a departure Which for you. Which book is this? The, the, your most recent <laughs> book that's come, that we're talking about oh, today. Okay, okay. Do yeah, everything yeah. wrong. No, no, I've done some nonfiction in the past. I mean, the fiction is trending towards nonfiction, and the nonfiction is trending towards fiction. So, so the lines are blurred. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, Robin Thicke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, so the, the soon-to-be-published book, yes. Do Everything Wrong, is yeah. about... Uh, XX Tentation? XXX Tentacion. Tentacion. Okay. I, you know, I am so, no. I'm such an old head. I can't even pronounce the guy's name properly. I've heard. I, I think, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. like. The, you the, should know. You wrote a book and book about I, him. The, the, thing about, <laughs> the thing about it is, it all, whenever I'm pronouncing his name, I always have that, like, I don't know if you remember, there's like the Saturday Night Live skit from like the late 80s or the early 90s where it's just like white newscasters trying really really hard to pronounce words black in names Spanish, words oh. in spanish <laughs> and just sounding worse and worse mm. and so like the closer i get to actually pronouncing it the more humiliated i feel internally so, you know i i yeah. read an interview and they just referred to him as x yeah. so i try, try yeah, to seem just, cool let's by just do saying that. x let's, yeah. Re, yeah, let's do x yeah, i feel I like that's... very white just being like x x tentation <laughs> you know i, I don't yeah. even know how to no, say it right x, you know i mean he went by x so he went by x yeah. okay so in, in addition so yeah. you know regardless of 
you know, what you might think of the guy. It's right. tragic for someone's life to end at age 20. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. You know, and it's like, I, I'm not a huge fan of the music. And I'm not a huge fan of the genre, to be honest. But it's tragic for someone's life to end at the age of 20. But that guy certainly lived. Yes. A, a hell of a life, yeah. for, you know, up until the age 20. You know, and, um, you know, I, I was reading through your book and your book is definitely the most I've ever paid attention to him. Right. You know, well, and, I, th uh, I think it's probably the most anyone's paid yeah. attention to him <laughs> in any detail. Well, that's so. what I was wondering about. I mean, remarkably enough, I mean, you read through his tweets, yes. which is insane. 27,000. 27,000 tweets. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. You learned a lot about this guy uh, through the tweets here. But um, were you a fan? Like what? what yeah. And no. what led to this? What inspired I, I, you to write I this was, book? I was, I was, I I don't remember how I found out about him. I think it's possible it might have been on the newsletter of this guy, Byron Crawford, who self-publishes his own books about hip-hop and um, is kind of my favorite writer in the U.S. Um, I'm not sure that's actually true, but somehow I became aware of him and thought like of x of x yeah okay it wasn't like you're listening to lil xan it was suggested no, on your no, youtube no, sidebar okay no no <laughs> my youtube sidebar only suggests greta van, greta van fleet, fleet. <laughs> so, um, mine suggests greta van susteren well, <laughs> um, yeah. and so you know sort of paid attention to him and sort of was paying attention to him over a period of i don't know two years three years something like that and then the thing that started to make me well I, I should say i also was really into i started to really like the music um and then also started to be really irritated by his press coverage um overwhelmingly negative yeah it, i think exclusively negative i think this book well, he did do some negative he did have some negative behavior he certainly did but the um, reporting was slanted which you can question whether or not that helped him. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, was feeling increasingly irritable about it. And then he died. And I mean, it was clear he was going to die. Like, you can't live like that. And no. Not, I, yeah. Not eventually end up dead or in jail. The streets gonna eat, guys. I, the streets I, gonna I, eat. I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that so might be right. I've been watching a lot of Hot 97. <laughs> yeah. And, the uh, you know, eat. yeah, Breakfast Club to get ready for right. this, so. But, um. Yeah. It's like the, what you say, the old, old head, head hip-hop hip -hop round table. table. That's I want to make is. it a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, when he died, I found the coverage so incredibly distasteful that it made me really really annoyed and then also sort of I, I think that's probably the only celebrity death where I've actually felt sad as opposed to annoyed by everyone else feeling sad um and so what about I, Prince Prince <laughs> Prince I felt sad but I you know not as sad um and so I had this and so it, it had left this feeling of like what the fuck happened and then i came up with this idea well i should read his tweets um and i did and then having been filled with that much information was like uh, maybe i should do a book um and that did you pitch this book to like penguin no, no. Oh, okay no, no, no. you have to realize <laughs> i'm like persona non grata in american publishing at this point so um, we went so if you have one book that doesn't like you know well, completely got, succeed well, then you're you're out uh yeah 
pretty much. God. Um, I mean, it depends. So it depends. You know, like there's some maneuverability. Um, I started to feel so incredibly irritable that my response was not to, you know, uh, try to figure out how to be nice and get along with these people, but actually try to figure out how to be as awful as possible. <laughs> um, and so... Did you learn that from the tweets? Because, no, no, this, uh, okay. was, this was, this was uh, you know, like the thing about when you have a massive commercial failure, which the future won't be long, was. I mean, there's no way around it. They paid a huge amount of money and it sold about 300 copies. Oh, wow. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> they they use that a lot on the, on Hot 97, so I'm like I'm bringing it into our thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But so, <laughs> but so yeah. to bring it back to the to this XX this X thing, mm. um, it's like this is a book that no one would publish, right? Like so, the way that I'm publishing it is actually through Amazon's print on demand. Thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you could not get this book published on any major press in the U.S. You could not get it published on um, any small press in the U.S. That guy is such poison that... Oh, it's, it's amazing how... Uh how he's been i guess his name has been tainted yeah i mean but we're gonna get to some yeah. of the the reasons why yeah oh, he's no, poisoned I mean, yeah in the, in the media so I, I guess this brings up to the point here i mean as soon as he became you know famous in hip-hop you know he drew equal scored and praise right a very just a very divisive figure what why why do you think what why is that uh i think it's i think it's a story about um the difference between what people actually like and what the people who write about things like. Um, there's a huge difference between, you know, like a 17-year-old kid in the Midwest who's fucking with SoundCloud rappers and, you know, like a 32-year-old person who's working for Vice or who's working for... <laughs> listening to what, Kendrick Lamar. What used to be Gawker yeah. Media or any of those sites. And it's like, <clears throat> there's such a group think in that world that there are... Th that it seems to me, and God knows I'm not really part of it, but it seems to me like there is a sort of... There's a sort of group mentality, you know, and certain things are forbidden and certain things aren't and everyone is working towards a sort of perceived self sense of virtue and to be like no this guy was actually whatever his enormous personal problems and they were enormous you know this guy actually is you know at the very least has a really fervent fan base and is connecting with those people on some level when i think that in, i think at this day and age like i don't think his music would ever seen the light of day in the 90s no Never. But in, you know, in like Never. 2018, yeah. you can self-publish that, exactly. much like your book. I mean, yeah. you could put it out there yeah. and people will find it. Yeah. I think part of uh, the thing with him, though, is he had put out his music and he put exclusively to SoundCloud, right? I mean, this guy, like, that's one thing I, I got to say. I'm not a fan of his music. Right. I'm not a fan of the genre. But I got, I got to admire 
the lo-fi quality and the the DIY aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, no. And the guy got like a like a snowball microphone, and yeah. he, I mean, you were t- saying he was taking samples of his car. Yeah, and he yeah. just put it together himself and put it out there. Right. And you got to admire that. Yeah, I mean, that's, and I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing. And, and I mean, that's what makes it such an uncomfortable thing. And I think the way that it gets reported on is all is, you can feel the level of discomfort in the people who are writing about it because there is something. there is a legitimate connection between that person and their fan base in a way that I'm not sure those legitimate connections even happen anymore. Um, And to have to acknowledge that means you have to acknowledge that there's some virtue in a person that you've all decided is the living anathema. Exactly. And so you get this cognitive dissonance where people are writing these articles being like, well, his legacy is tarnished. His legacy is tarnished. And it's like, his legacy has been tarnished since the fucking day he (laughs) went on the internet. Well, you know, it's interesting the way you say, because you say that's, you know, one point I want to quote you, and that's part of the appeal. He's the first major recording artist without a distinction between his music and an unfiltered social right. media presence. And uh, not to mention, he kind of went around the traditional routes. Like, he wasn't getting any radio play. Yeah, yeah. Records, record companies weren't putting out his music. Right. He put it out himself. You could almost say he's a lot like the Donald Trump of hip-hop. There's, I think there's that aspect, too. You know, I mean, you if know. you think about it, it's like... Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think that's the era we live in, right? Which is whatever else seems to be happening it we do seem to be living in a moment where institutions are dying you know and it's like when that happens really strange things can can surface i mean he never had a label until he, what till he had, how many albums did he actually have so he had a couple of mixtapes and then two commercially released albums in his lifetime um and then like a mixtape that was commercially released and an ep that he put on SoundCloud, but was also commercially released. So really two albums. And one of them was on Caroline, which was part of, um, which is part of Universal. And then the other one, I think, is just like them uploading it to various streaming platforms. So, yeah, you I know, think that's part like, of the reason why it got out. But I mean, his music had been out for a while. Yeah, but, but he the got, reason it blew up is because some of the controversy. I think that's true, but I think it also has to be recognized that the music got much, much better oh, um, over time. Oh, by the time that he gets out of jail, <laughs> you know, the music that he's releasing compared to whatever he'd been uploading even a year or two years earlier is significantly better. Um, I mean, some of that stuff is good too, but you know, you you get to like the two albums and it's like it's like a quantum leap forward well it's it's hard to like and that's the thing looking at it like i was trying to a question i had for you is like what's what differentiates him from all the other soundcloud rappers like uh, Lil pump and Lil peep and what's that guy with the, the crazy hair takashi six nine um i think the way he would argue that and i think the way that i would also i think is true is like i don't think he was a rapper you know i think he could rap but his interest was really really broad in a way that other people from that scene just weren't like you know like this is a guy who is uh doing you know, like I me, mean, it was like reggaeton. It was like yeah, electronica. I mean, it was yeah, hip hop. It was trap. Yeah, I mean, he was doing everything. 
and I think a lot of those people are not, um, to put it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I didn't get into him until after he died, because I don't know, you and I were like fucking drinking and playing Injustice 2 or something. <laughs> And you said something similar to that, like, oh, he's not really a SoundCloud rapper. And then I started checking it out, and I was like, he's like a young Harry Nielsen. You know, I, was, I got like, in, you know, I got like fucking into it. Right. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the difference. I think yeah. he was significantly more talented and significant, had a really wider range than everyone else. Yeah, well, a lot he, of the, a lot of those motherfuckers can't freestyle. He he could freestyle. He could yeah. do a lot. He could do everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he could do play guitar. Do you know? Yeah, he could do everything. Mm. That's and that's a unique talent. You know? And, I mean, uh, the one thing that's also interesting about his music is how we just kind of defied all the conventions of songwriting. You right. know, like almost all those guys, even like you know, like six nine, all those guys, they still have a hook in their music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's yeah. like a you know, chorus, verse, whatever. Yeah. Um, he didn't really have the structure. No. And at one point, you say that's kind of why the reason why you think he's genius. Yeah. And but at the same time, you could say that for like other genres, like No Wave, you know, like the Swans. Right. Yeah. Or uh, no, even Wesley I, Willis, for that matter. Right. <laughs> no, I mean certainly there are people who have ignored conventional songwriting in the past. Um, I don't know if there's someone who came from hip hop who is that successful. Um, yeah, it's, I was trying to think of somebody. I, I mean, maybe Kendrick Lamar in a sense, a but little bit, yeah. But, but his but his music, I think, is more conventional. Yeah, rap, hip hop. Yeah, you know, exactly. Than what what yeah. uh, what I've heard of Temptation or X. We'll call them X X X X. X, X, X. X. So, um, I guess what we should get into is what what is the deal with this guy's personal life? Because it's uh, heady to say the least I mean it's just all bad I mean well, well, so why why is the guy so violent like I was reading about it he like was raised by his mother he had lived with his grandmother he had a lot of like dominant female figures in his life but yet he... I, I mean I, it's hard to say you know like um, the impression I get reading from having read those 27,000 tweets which have this real virtue which is like when he was tweeting in 2012 and 2013. And, and he was like, like, what, how old then? Like 14? 14? Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody thinks that this is going to turn into what it turned into. So there's no reason, really, for anyone to lie. And he was a kid who was tweeting constantly. Well, I mean, he kind of grew up in that era. Yeah, exactly. So you He's put that, your whole life yeah, out there. So, you have a medium to do that. So it's a really weird thing, because there's like this extant record of a guy's you know it's like his diary yeah you know, exactly. in lieu of a diary yeah. it's like you have the internet yeah there's a part in the book I, I think you were like you know trying to put people into the headspace I guess of being from that generation right. and you're like imagine what it's like to you know you know, jerk off for the first time, not with like a Playboy you found in the basement, <laughs> but watching a pirated version of Dr. Whore with Skin Diamond. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, Weird. he's, uh, if nothing else, I think he is the most prominent of a certain kind of new person that has been created by social media um, and by the internet. It's so like a product of the internet. Um, yeah, I think I think that's, I I mean I think that's indisputable. You well, know? I think that's part. Of, I mean, that's obviously that, that was the way he broadcast yeah. his music. But at yeah. the same time, that's the characterization that he put out there. I mean, there's videos of him. 
beating the shit out of women, beating the shit out of his fans. I don't know if there's videos of him beating the shit out okay, of women. Okay, well, smacking women and getting there's into a fights. Video. And like, there's okay. a video, and I have to say, that's the one that I find the least convincing. Um, which is not to say that he didn't beat women and didn't beat people, because he did. But, um, yeah, there's a ton of videos of him fighting. You know? Yeah, and like yeah. he was a, a very contentious fellow, that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, he, it kind of comes down to that whole thing that we were talking about cognitive dissonance earlier. Is it, it, it's a struggle sometimes to separate the man from the art. Right. And Not it, for me, but for yeah. everyone else. <laughs> know, well, a lot of people, but I mean, Gigi Allen was like a, was yeah. a figure like that, where it's like a lot of people are like, God, he's a disgusting person, and right. he's just this awful figure. Right. But yet, I mean, he he did write actually some pretty amazing music. I don't yeah. know if you ever listened to like... No, 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 I know Gigi Allen. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, 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 but I mean, you look at someone like... How come Dr. Dre and David Bowie gets David Bowie committed I mean many acts of statutory rape? But right. why, why aren't we talking about that? Dr. Well, Dre beat the shit out of uh, D. Barnes, right? You know, well, but Dr. Dre beat the shit out of more than D. Barnes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. why do they get a pass? I remember some point after I don't know James Brown died. I was like home for Christmas. Yeah, James Brown. <laughs> yeah, James Brown. And I I don't know mentioned something about James Brown, and my mother's like, don't bring him up, you know. Um, you know, at this, ta- at this table, you know, he's a, he's a lassie basher. She didn't say a lassie basher cause she's not Scottish, but I just, I like saying that. Um, and, uh, and she's like, and I'm like, well, he's dead. You know, they say, I don't know, don't speak no ill of the dead. And she's like, I don't care. Nah, nah, nah. And then I was like, well, you know, John Lennon, I don't know, like yeah, in an Lennon interview did. with Rolling Stone admitted to, you know, beating women and fucking his kids, you know? Um, and it was like I just said something in Lithuanian. Wait, wait, wait. She didn't even wait. He admitted to having sex with his children. No, 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 beating. Oh, I'm, oh. did I? You said fucking. I thought you his said kid. fucking his kid. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sorry. And I was like, which kid? No, he didn't do Julian, that. Julian, I don't want to get like sued. Yoko, Sean. please don't sue me. <laughs> please don't sue me. No, 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 I'm sorry. He said he uh, f- fucking beating women. Right? Oh, okay, right. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Because yeah. he beat Cynthia. Right? Uh, his first wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I think the thing is with. Temptation. Obviously, I'm getting this secondhand, you know, right. from reports. He was a serial abuser, and I don't know if uh, if if John Lennon beat every wife he was with or every girlfriend. I'm not sure I'm, that's I'm, true, actually. With I'm, a t- I mean, well, I mean, I'm just going off the accounts I've read from Geneva, right? Well, Sativa, but, but he beat her. I don't know how. Well, much. I guess many times. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, I I think it's I think it's a combination of two things, right? Which is like something has changed in american maybe not just american society something has changed where we seem to have more of a difficulty about separating artists from art than maybe people used to have um and it's weird because it seems like artists are held to a much higher standard than the people who are actively fucking up our lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could definitely say that. And it, and it's a strange thing. And I think I think it's because it's like we've become so powerless to hold the powerful to account that it's much easier to worry about, you know, what ultimately is a relatively inconsequential figure, right? Like X is not was not for all of all of the He's not making public policy exactly yeah know? like you know for all of the prominence that he had he's not a guy who had an effect on a lot of lives in a direct horrible way people who do have an effect on a lo- on <clears throat> people's lives in a direct horrible way 
they fucking skate through. I mean, all you have to do is read the obituaries of George Bush, you know, and it's like, well, he was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he know, was, he I was, was nice. I mean, this is the New York Times' coverage of, of his death is like this guy who did really, really terrible things. Oh, as the head of the CIA, can yeah. you imagine what that guy did? Terrible. We've seen the show we, Narcos. Yeah, I mean, we know, you know? Yeah. We know what he did. And but it's you're, like, you're not going to say that during the eulogy. Yeah, but, you know, the way that it gets covered. And it's like the, the truly powerful do not get held to account. And for some reason, the shadow theater of entertainment is where people are held to account. Now, that is not to say that there shouldn't be some discussion about terrible things that people in entertainment do but at the same time it's a really weird place we've we've found ourselves in where it's like but but it's interesting though because i feel like it had the coverage that he received overwhelmingly negative had the opposite effect of what was intended because it didn't seem to sway his his demographic i think his demographic was like well i think a lot of those kids have incredibly fucked up lives Right. And it's like, but how many people, you know, were like, yeah, man, that guy, you know, they're impressed by that. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's as much as you would imagine. I think it is there. But if you go look at the red, like, you know, his subreddit from whenever this stuff was happening before he died, there's a lot of people who are really uncomfortable who are trying to sort of sort out, you know, can let this go because exactly. I like his music so exactly, much. I mean, yeah. I was reading this one point where, uh, Geneva is her real name Ayala or surname is Ayala uh-huh. I think that's what it was uh-huh. um, and I don't think you got into this in the book but I was reading about it so he beat her at times choked her broke clothing right. hangers over her legs threatened to chop off her hair cut out her tongue yeah, yeah. and then at one point he took a barbecue pitchfork and a barbecue cleaner right. and uh, he said one of these is going in yeah yes. so you gotta yeah. choose and she yeah. chose the cleaner yeah. which is weird but he never ended up doing it right yeah. so we gotta say like okay you know he did have some compassion right. he didn't yeah. put it in her. well i mean I, I think there's another thing that has to be acknowledged which is he was clearly mentally ill yeah and, and it's and this is another thing that i think the society has gotten really bad at right which is acknowledging that mentally ill people are not in full control of what they're doing and it's again it's not to excuse the individual actions but it's not motivated from the same place as someone who doesn't have those same mental problems being like put the put the barbecue fork in yeah, you. yeah. yeah. who's who's doing that yeah, i mean that's I mean, it's, you know it's it, psychopathic it's, he, you think he, about was, it. he was a guy who had really serious mental problems and it's like and an issue with and he talked and about it too yeah anger he was constantly yeah. and kind of to some degree was like looking for help with it yeah even though he the way he grew up he probably like didn't even know how to do that no i mean know? i think that's right oh it's interesting too because he was he was like a diminutive guy i mean he was yeah, like he what was five tiny. foot six yeah he's really 130 tiny. pounds but yet, what a what a temper! Like what a what such anger! Yeah, well, I mean, I think I would fight anyone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's there's something about it in the book where it's like he's the guy where you just have to watch him fight in any of these many many videos, and it's clear this is a person who, in his youth, has been exposed to unbelievable violence. Right? Most people don't fight like that. Most people, when they fight. It's like a kind of... It's like posturing. You yeah, know, and, and when they do actually fight, it's like a kind of pathetic rolling around. The only people who really fight like that are people 
who have enormous amounts of trauma in their childhood or people who have martial arts training, but they don't well, even I fight think the, like that. The other thing, it's, yeah. it's someone who's not afraid to get knocked out. Yeah. And I don't think that guy had any fear of getting knocked I don't, out. I don't think I'm he, sure he yeah. had yeah. You know, many times. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's video of him getting knocked yeah. out on stage. <laughs> so. Well, the, the one thing I thought was interesting about this guy too um, is the fact that he is sensitive. I mean, he's a sensitive yeah. male. His, yeah, his yeah. lyrics, like I'd almost classify his music as like emo rap. It's very emotional. He emotes yeah. in his music. But yet, he still tried to put through this like whole like angry gangsta image, yeah, kind of well, I mean, in a sense, like, know, like an I, aggressive male I, image. I think the thing too has to be remembered. That was a really young kid. You know, he wasn't he I mean, wasn't yeah. even twenty one when yeah, he died. Yeah, he was twenty when he died. And it's like I don't know. I remember being twenty. I was fucked up. Everyone was fucked up when they were twenty. I wasn't that fucked up, but you know, like I think well, it's a is lot. Is it overcompensating for something? Maybe, I mean, but, I, I, but I think it's I think it's a lot to expect someone who's like you know a lot of the stuff that happened to him that has followed him is like when he's eighteen, right? Like it's a lot to or seventeen. It's a lot to expect someone to have a sort of coherent approach to their life at that age. Yeah, exactly. It's not like yeah. he was like you know went to honors class in yeah, high school, exactly. going to college, yeah, or anything no, like I that. Mean, I think I think you know, and I think that's sort of the whole thing with him. Right? Well, I was wondering about some of this though, like. Uh, you know, you know, they're talking about. You actually mentioned it, like the the homophobic beating that they mentioned right. of the yeah. cellmate, yeah. which you said you found no actual police record of this. I mean, it, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Ex- I don't think it didn't. It happened the way that he said it happened. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. so what, so is he trying to like posture? Yeah, is, is it absolutely. like posturing on no, it? Because he the, was on that podcast talking yeah. about. Well, I mean, the thing is, the only time when he demonstrably lies is when it's about being hard essentially and also you know like on that podcast the dude who hosts that podcast later became his manager oh okay that's like you know he has every reason in that thing to when he's telling the story he has every reason to be to try to impress the person that he's talking to because eventually this turns into a business opportunity is that the guy with the 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 face tattoos do you have a a manager with face tattoos uh I can't remember. He had a I bunch, of, of, a had a bunch of managers, so like what he was, stabbed one of them. So. There were, yeah, there were a lot of uh, what the videos <laughs> where he's in his car. What platform were they on? Where it's like him and he's in his car and people I, are chatting. I think that's Instagram Live. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's like the, in those videos when he's talking to the fans, he's in his car, or whatever. He sounds like a fucking yoga teacher, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, the energy and the, you know, and it's like yeah. there's like some several different, wildly different uh, people here. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, I think. You know, I think he was a deeply fucked up human being. Yeah. Um, and it was also incredibly young. Yeah, I mean, and, and at it's that like, point, I still don't think it excuses. I don't think any of it from, excuses the, it, but I think there's an explanation. But I also I, think that's one of the reasons why he appealed right. to a lot of his fans. Yeah. No, I mean, I think... Come from it, the same type of uh, background. Exactly. No, yeah. I think that's absolutely right. And I think also, you know... Uh, what do you think those kids are doing? They're all just talking into Instagram, but no one's watching, right? And it's like, there's a lot of kids with really troubled backgrounds, you know? I, I think maybe the, the main thing to remember in the whole like, oh, well, the, can we separate the artist from the art? And it's, yeah. you know, troubling that he did the thing. He's dead. Right. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter anymore. He's dead. The case is not in, in court anymore. She wants to move on with her life. Like, right. he's dead. 
Yeah. He did. No, yeah. so no, uh, no, I mean, I, I think yeah. that's I think that's right. Yeah. I think you can you can see how the people who are writing articles about him while he's still alive, there's an arguably defensible position from where they're emerging when he's dead. Like, who fucking cares? You know, it's, it's yeah, at this point he can't defend himself. He can't defend you know? himself. It's not going to have any effect on how people think about him. And it's just like, I don't know, something about those articles annoyed me enough that I actually had to write this book. It's um, like, I got to put the positive aspect I'm not of even sure XX that, out there. I'm not even sure it's that positive. <laughs> it's like you're it's the defense just, attorney, the court-appointed yeah, defense attorney yeah, here. No, sympathy for the devil. Um, um, couple things. Yeah. Uh, just there were a few things I, I saw in the book that kind of like I felt we're pretty good at defining him or, sure. you know, your attempt to define him. Right. Uh, you're talking about the challenge of his work and you say you have to accept that a totally violent dude can also be defined by questions of self-worth. Right. So you talk about that for a bit. Right. The vulnerability versus the fucking yeah, yeah. The violence. Um, and then I thought this was pretty good. Uh, he was the poor black rapper who most wanted the life of a nerdy white boy at a time when what nerdy white boys wanted most was the lives of poor black rappers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I think mm. you can look at what he seemed to be into as personal cultural interests and, like, what he wanted to do. And if, you know, it's a really crude metric in a way because it's like none of these interests are white or black. They're just interests, and people of different races have them. But... You know, it's like a dude tweeting about Naruto um, and video games and, you know, like what we would associate with a certain kind of nerdy white boy. Like, I think that's what he wanted to be. And I think by virtue of being, you know, raised in really terrible circumstances and not having a lot of self-control. Well, he never had that outlet yeah. to even yeah. to develop it into just, a nerdy white boy or yeah. hang out with nerdy white boys. Yeah. Um, so. one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, which I thought was kind of funny in your book, is you talk about the groupie lust videos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know about this genre of porn. I, or, I don't think it's a genre. Is that I think report, it's a defunct website. A defunct website? Groupie okay. lust is like... The, Have you ever heard of this? Uh, I've, not since I read the book. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it was like um, <laughs> underground rappers would come to LA. I, I mean, maybe there's some that aren't in LA, but all of the ones I've seen are in LA. And sadly, I've seen more than one. Um, what well, says here that was like the second worst research yeah, conducted it's, for it's, the book. It was. I mean, they're not a lot of fun to watch. Um, and so it's just like these rappers would come and hang out with this guy whose name escapes me, who's like sort of the central figure of groupie lust. And it's like bang bust or something. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. And then like porn stars would come, and in some videos, there's no pretense that they're groupies and then in some it's like you know very recognizable porn stars pretending that they're really fucking with underground hip-hop <laughs> and then the dude whose website it is just fucks them afterwards so wait the, the soundcloud rappers don't even get to fuck them as far as i can tell he's the only one who actually did it on camera 
and those that those videos never got released. So they're just, the rappers are just like sitting next to them while they fuck on a sectional sofa, spitting bars. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. I'll just, I'll just, yes. Just second. No, no, no. That, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. that is that is an exact description. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, they're happens. rapping. Yeah. Yes. And they're they're and they're, well, the guy who directs the porn uh, or whatever owns the site. I mean, is, at least in mm. at least in the one with Ski Mask, he's rapping <laughs> while <laughs> literally someone is on a sectional sofa, <laughs> fucking. Uh, some woman next to him i mean it's it's really weird i don't know how long it was up um i never heard of this before it has gone defunct uh, but you can find yeah. the videos on like pornhub um and i mean you know like when i was reading his tweets and he tweets something like yeah i just got paid 700 bucks to fuck on camera i was like what the fuck is this and then had to do a bunch of research to kind of figure it out and then was like all right well i guess i should watch groupie lust and it was like someone urinating acid into my eyes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it's the worst i mean it doesn't even really function as porn it's like just the weirdest I mean, it's the same thing as like bang bus or all those like i, I never understood the appeal yeah. of those those ones but this one's even congratulations with the rapping. you played yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so groupie lust is you can find the videos yeah i'm looking for it after the show uh, i got two quick things yeah uh, sure. first of all i just like to take this time to squash my beef with dj academics uh <laughs> what i said and when i said it was coming from a place of love so okay, i just like to throw right, that out right. there also i remember when I, I read this book like yesterday um, and I remember you told me you had a version before yes. and you were like, oh, I got to kind of simplify it. So like Twitter kids can read it. Um, you said, yeah. That's... And, and at one point I read a sentence in the book that said, um, the disquietude fueled its own paradox. <laughs> Say yes, it does. Does it really? It really says that. Well, yeah, I've I've failed completely. Yeah. and then there's another. There's a word in it that I've never seen in my life, misogynoir, oh, which misogynoir. is I, which is either How do you even spell that. It's it's like misogyny, but O I R. You know, oh, at the, oh, wow. it, it's either like an incel cologne, or like misogyny <laughs> that happens at night, like vampire Did misogyny. Did you just not Google it? No, I wanted to just. Oh, I, I like my versions of it. I it's see. like Elliot Rogers cologne. Right, yeah, yeah. Misogynoir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is so, that what X wore? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> this, the, really, it says the disquietude fueled its own paradox. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's fucking awful. <laughs> well, that won't be in the version of the That's book. That's the name of my first SoundCloud no, rap I, album. Yeah. <laughs> I think I should. I think I. No, I'll leave it in. Uh, no, I can't mm. take it out. Thanks. Um, <laughs> So when's the book coming out? You played yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when is the yeah. book coming uh, out? Very, very soon. Um, I need to upload it to Amazon, and then whenever they approve it, it'll so be So soon. Out. So hopefully by the time this podcast airs. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, but that may not be the case, because I don't know what their approval process is like, really. Say the title one more time so we have it. Oh, you asked yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> you're the, you're the guy who wrote it. Fucking, I'll. Are you? <laughs> no, it's fine. I, uh, it's yeah. called "Do Everything Wrong," hmm. uh, and then the subtitle is "XXX Tentacion Against the World." All yeah. right, by Jared Kobeck. Yep. Yep. Hell of a stocking stuffer. Holiday yeah. gift of the year. There. Um, stay tuned next week, uh, people. The uh, old head hip hop roundtable will be back with an expose on Lil Pump. Mm. Yeah, Lil Pump's next week, and then uh, what? Uh, 
what's the guy's uh, Zan Frank? Yeah, we're gonna go that. over Zan Frank's new release. <laughs> you know, do some reaction videos. It'll be good. People, this is episode six sixty four here of uh, Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next, and uh, phone calls after that. First, here's a word from our uh, about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here uh, has to do with uh, uh, two men who killed their former roommate over a PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, PlayStation. More and more that happens, it seems. Yeah. Um, especially economy. in Florida. Yeah. Especially in Florida. We're really doing great. That's why these things keep happening. They also don't say if it's a PS4 or a PS3. Well, maybe they do. We'll, we'll get to that. It's got to be a PS4. It we has to kill be. You don't kill somebody PS3. over a PS3. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, maim. Maybe maim, but not, not murder. Uh, two Florida men are behind bars after they allegedly fatally stabbed their former roommate over a stolen PS4. So it was a four. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Jake Belota, 22, and Ian McClurg, 21, are each facing first-degree premeditated murder uh, for the fatal November 27th stabbing of their former roommate, 24-year-old Josh Barnes. This is almost something that could totally happen to Jizzy Jake. Oh, yeah, totally. As soon as, as, soon as I was reading this, I was expecting to see you know, 24-year-old Jizzy Jake. And I was like, that's not his real name. What's that chick he lives with? I don't Jessica know. Jessica Stone. Jessica Stone. Jessica Stone might kill him. For, it's like a for, porn star day. Yeah. 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 You think she's on yeah. groupie lust? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I like this guy, uh, this uh, the sheriff, Dennis Lemma. He goes, it's the most bizarre and disgraceful act that one can imagine. Dude, you live in Florida. <laughs> that shit happens every hour. All over a gaming system that makes no absolutely no sense to any law-abiding citizen. You know, it wasn't an Xbox One S. Isn't that way better than a PS4? Um, yeah, they're about the same. I don't know. I like PS4 better, personally. Why? Yeah. Um, be, be, better Tomb games. Raider? Better games. Yeah. Yeah, better games. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Fair enough. Uh, the two roommates here, Belota and McClurg, sought revenge against Barnes, who they had recently evicted. Uh, they sought revenge because they believed he stole a PS4 from their home. Uh, Jake and Ian were having conversations about a potential burglary that occurred a few days earlier. They suspected that Barnes had broken back into the home after they evicted him to burglarize and take a PS4 um, out of the house. Uh, the burglary extremely aggravated Belota. Uh, Jake was so upset that he began punching holes in the wall. This is, uh, what is he, like Vinny from Jersey Shore? <laughs> Just punching holes in the yeah. wall. That wasn't Vinny. I don't know. That was Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie? Get, your shit, Ronnie. To, get yeah. your shit right here. Did you, did you know kids who did that when you were in high school? Um, well, when I was in college, one of my roommates did that. Oh, that's you recall. right. Yeah. In, right. Your, in your house? Like, was it your room? Yeah, in, in my suite. With the, you know, I lived with just like punch right through the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, on multiple occasions. God, just a bad drunk? Like, uh, I don't get he, it. An angry fucking drunk guy, you know? Wow. 
It's like ang- it's a thing with angry drunk guys. They punch holes in walls. So it like, happens. I gotta hit yeah. some like Cro Magnon man. It's a huge red flag. Huge red yeah. flag, ladies. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So <laughs> if you go to a guy's house and there's just holes like drywall patches. All over the living room, you should probably leave. Did, did you have to patch those hall, holes? He did. I he didn't did? fucking yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. How big? Like just a fist size? Yeah, fist size hole. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Oh, and then um, he did it in the girl's uh, uh, up suite across the hall from us. He also punched a fucking hole in her wall. But why was he mad at them? He wasn't mad at them. He was just mad. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know what he was dude. mad at. I Get him there. a stress ball or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? God. <laughs> What a mess. Um, so he was punching holes in the wall because he was mad about that PS4. And they were absolutely convinced that Josh Barnes burglarized their home and had taken the gaming system. Mm. Uh, so the two roommates started to make plans to lure Barnes back to the house under the ruse that they were going to a party. So they were texting back and forth and ultimately got him to come over for the party. They're like, it's the greatest party of all time, dude. <laughs> Naked chicks, bricks of cocaine, <clears throat> the ghost of Rick James. He's here uh, right now. Uh, come on, dude. And he was like, all right. So he went over there. I don't think it'd take much to get Jizzy Jake to come over. No. You know? Um, Maybe like a couple of natty lights and like a roach <laughs> or something, you know? Uh, once Barnes arrived, uh, they met him at the front door with a seven-inch chef's knife with an aggressive blade. I don't know what that the means. The fuck does that mean? I have no All idea. chef's knives have aggressive I'm thinking bl- they meant to write serrated blade, but okay. it's an aggressive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the blade's just cursing at him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and once they got him in the house, uh, they just stabbed him multiple times. Jeez. How did they get him in the house, though? Well, I think... Uh, he came in and they're like oh hey how's it going with the blade behind their back and he walks in expecting the naked chicks the cocaine Rick James ghost and stab you know? then make it look like a bordello like in Beetlejuice where he's like hey come on in you know um, they were then they, they were then caught attempting to dispose of Barnes remains by their current roommate Walter who had just Fucking returned, Walter, yeah. every time, that guy. Walter, who had just returned home from a Tinder date. <laughs> Walter walks in. He's like the really normal like <laughs> IT guy that has to just, that just for some reason lives with all these fucking miscreants. Guy that punches holes in the wall. Yeah, yeah. He's got and like he's a polo shirt. He's like, hey guys, what's going on here? Hey, man. Mm. It's like, oh, Walt, uh, don't mind us. We're just mm. bagging up Josh Barnes, a former roommate here. I just like how Walter just walks right into the kill room. Yeah. I mean, they, he he walks in. Ian had a knife in his hand. Mm. Jake was like in the process of placing body parts into garbage bags. Mm. He's just like, "Hey guys, what's what's cracking?" And uh, next thing you know, he runs back to back to his date's car, mm. and they drive off and call nine one one. Yeah, that's that's the best part. It's like his date's just outside. Like he went in to go get I don't know condoms or something. <laughs> and it's like meanwhile, there's his there's his roommates cutting up their former mm. roommate. You know, I have a I have a feeling that Walter was not going to close the deal that night. Well, definitely but not maybe now. now. Maybe now he will. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. After yeah. <laughs> well, it's just funny because he comes yeah. out. Maybe Walter's just kind of yeah. a boring guy. Typically, you know, it he yeah, talks that's what about I'm his saying. IT work. Yeah, yeah. He comes in the car. He's like, "You'll never believe what my roommates are doing." Yeah. <laughs> you know, next thing you, you know, what it reminded me of. Uh, so this is a guy who used to live with me, but then he moved in with uh, two of our like kind of mutual acquaintances. His, his name Captain Carl. He's been on the show a couple times, and uh, he lived with these two guys. This is in San Francisco, out by, in the avenues. And uh, these two guys, um, I kind of don't want to say their names just because it's funny. But anyway, 
you know, Captain Carl's a normal dude. Went on a lot of Tinder dates. He's an attractive, tall guy. <laughs> Met a lot of girls. But these other two guys were basically just like incels. Mm. And they, they were friends with each other. And they had this like massive TV, like the, a massive TV for the time. This is like probably 15 years ago. Yeah. And they had like this one guy won it from a radio station thing, like a Live 105 contest with this massive like 80 inch TV. And so one day, Captain Carl was, was kind of at the point where he had enough of his two in-cell roommates. And he was coming back home. This is the final stride. He was coming back home with a, a date, I think, from like OkCupid. I don't think Tinder was around at the time. He walks in, and he's like, in the first time she'd ever been over to the place, they walk in there, and he just hears all this noise coming from the living room. He walks over there. They had all of their Star Wars figures just like laid out on the, <laughs> on the living room floor, and they were matching capes and guns with the figures wow and then in the background on the huge giant 80 inch tv screen was shiza porn Jesus. like just playing like shiza porn was playing and, and you know just sitting there matching their capes and, and the you know girl, the uh, whole place reeked like uh, fucking misogynoir <laughs> yeah it yeah. was all misogynoir yeah, it was like yeah. uh, captain carl just kind of looked at him was like you yeah, are going to your house yeah. and then he like moved out the next week mm. yeah but uh that's you know you stepped on my greedo <laughs> <laughs> um, they were chopping again. You know, he didn't walk into somebody yeah. chopping someone up, though. Yeah. That's terrible. So anyway, uh, Walter, he runs back to the dates car. They call nine one one. Police arrives. McClurg just locked himself in the bathroom, and the other guy below to fled out the back door. Police cut up to him thirty minutes later. Um, the victim suffered multiple stab wounds and uh, was dead, obviously. Uh, it was unclear why Barnes had been evicted from the home and no police report was made on the alleged burglary. So I don't even know if the burglary even happened. Mm. I just think they just had beef with the guy. Yeah. You know, uh, both men are being held without bail. So, I don't know. Well, that's good. Yeah. It, it totally it, it totally was like a night at Jizzy Jake's. Because this guy calls us oh. like all the time. And you can just hear all these voices in the background. Mm -hmm. And just like Ario Speedwagon. And mm. just who knows. Yeah. You know, that's why I was like, God, it's Florida. Right. But there you go. What do you have here for the second story? All right. Man gets 48 years for murdering teen who allegedly hired him on Craigslist to kill her. There you go. Oh, yeah. wow. He hired a guy to yeah. kill her. Yeah. I didn't know it worked like that. You can do it. I mean, it's happened. Huh. You know? Like yeah, that, we, we remember like... those guys in Germany who's like, Oh, right. I want yeah. you to come over and cut off my penis and eat it. Well, like I a can Vienna understand sausage. that. <laughs> I think that, or <laughs> whatever Germans, it was. Yeah, know, yeah, like... yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's just odd that, like, a, a mm. what is she? How old is she? Um, she is 19. I would just put an ad on Craigslist. I, yeah. someone, I want someone to kill me. What section was it in on Craigslist? That's what I'd like to Casual counters. Well, they don't, don't have know. that anymore. Are they down? No, they took all that shit out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What's, so, a, what's a community or something? No, you know? Gigs, right? Yeah, gigs. gigs. It's, it's totally gigs. a gig. It's a gig, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Home improvement. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done some of these gigs, you know, in the last few years. Uh, okay. Not proud of them. Yeah. <laughs> A Colorado man was sentenced to 48 years in prison after pleading guilty Monday to fatally shooting a woman he had claimed had po posted a Craigslist ad soliciting a hitman. Joseph Lopez, 23, entered a plea agreement with prosecutors pleading guilty to second-degree murder in the death of 19-year-old Natalie Bollinger, killed mm -hmm. with a single gunshot wound to the head. Lopez told investigators he shot Bollinger 
after responding to the ad in the singles section of Craigslist. Oh, maybe it is. The singles. I thought yeah. that was gone. I thought maybe they didn't have the singles section anymore. Maybe it's still there. Or maybe yeah. this was before that happened or something. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the singles uh, section of Craigslist, it was entitled, I want to put a hit on myself, was the subject. <laughs> And he clicked on it. Like, oh, this is looks promising, you know? I mean, you know, maybe yeah. he was thinking hit Beats it and mowing quit a lawn, it. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, but he might have been what? thinking hit it and quit it, but I don't know. It's mm. just, you know, semantics at this point. Oh, right. We're not talking about gigs. I yeah. can't think of we're talking about right. gigs. Yeah. Um, I, although, honestly, I would click on that. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's something I would to do. be curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't kill no one, but I might go over there and be like, what's up? Talk her out what's of going it. going down, yeah. 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 Uh, though officials have never confirmed the ad existed, uh, Chief Deputy District Attorney Ali Baber uh, referenced the alleged ad and said to Lopez's failure to alert authorities, he didn't respond as a human being. He responded as a predator. Oh. Yeah. Um, Baber told the court Lopez exchanged dozens of text messages with Bollinger before he picked her up and killed her. Quick question. Mm. So when you put up an ad like that, I want to put a hit on me. Do you include pics? Because I wouldn't have gone over there if there are no picks. You gotta, you know, write me for picks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. probably was sent you the guy picks. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not that I've done this before, <laughs> like three times. Saying. I'm just saying. You know, for someone who contemplates suicide frequently, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't done gone the Craigslist route. I mean, she really hit fucking hit the lottery. Yeah, with this what guy. Are the likes, <laughs> I mean, what are the odds that you're gonna actually find somebody who's gonna fucking go through with it? Jesus I kind of want to see what this guy looks like. I don't yeah. know if you've, you've got a picture of him, but. I do not at the moment, but um, uh, yeah. So uh, the exchange doesn't text messages. He had hours and hours of opportunity to do the right thing and save her life, but he chose to murder her. Uh, Lopez said that after he saw the ad, he contacted the victim and pretended to be an experienced hired killer, because <laughs> that's what experienced hired, hired killers do. They, yeah, they, yeah, they troll Craigslist. Oh yeah, <laughs> just looking for gigs. Mm, Maybe this yeah. was the gig section, you know. Uh, Lopez said he agreed to meet with Bollinger and kill her. Uh, I'm an international assassin. <laughs> I'm wanted by Interpol. He arranged to pick her up at the apartment. Um, <clears throat> Bollinger wanted to be killed, quote, on her knees, executed from behind. Oh. Yeah. Executed from behind, like with a, like a gun? Yeah, a gun in the head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Um, she provided him with a gun he used to end her life. He claimed that he tried to change her mind, but she insisted. But it didn't sound like he tried very hard. Yeah, no. I mean, he just no. went over hey, there. Hey, like, maybe you shouldn't. Uh, okay, you ever right. think about not killing mm. yourself? Mm. And she's like, no, I want to. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you have the gun? At first, Lopez said he had a change of heart, that he dropped Bollinger off at her apartment where she shot herself. Uh, but later he confessed, telling investigators Bollinger knelt down on the ground and then he knelt down along her left side and slightly in front of her. It's weird. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he told cops the two prayed before he pulled the trigger with his eyes closed. I like how he tried to say that she shot herself like that, like put the gun behind her head. Yeah. yeah well, he was in front, it said. He was slightly in front of her. So he was slightly kneeling. in front of her, kneeling down she too. Wanted. What's that? So he didn't even do what no. she wanted. No. Oh, yeah, he didn't even like execute yeah. her. Yeah. No. I like how they prayed. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what He's good is that going to do at that point? Performance review for this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised she wouldn't try to do a more like elaborate death than just like 
execution. What, like a Rube Goldberg machine or something? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, something. You know, I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, I've, I've seen Harold and Maude. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like, light around fire. I don't, something. Okay. Hmm. It's just so lame. I mean, maybe she was trying to avoid Catholic hell. I, I guess she would probably still make Catholic hell. Well, would this. you? Because she was technically murdered. But the intent is there. You yeah. know? Yeah. Huh. So... Do you think the guy got like a blowjob out of this? I don't. For money? I, it doesn't say that. But like, I, what's in it for him? Uh, well, he when he left, he grabbed the girl's purse and the gun. You got a purse and a gun. Like thirteen dollars and a gun. Yeah. Well, he is an assassin. He probably yeah. will need the gun. Sweet. There's four Rolades in here. <laughs> purse. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, Investigators say several people who knew Bollinger said uh, she had expressed suicidal thoughts in the past. Others said she never would have ended her life and that she was excited about the future. I wonder what happened if this guy didn't confess, if he just stuck to his like, look, she, you know, I drove her home, she did it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you never confess until yeah, no. you're proven wrong. Like, no. how would they have proven that he did it? Uh, his finger G well, GSR. Yeah. Gunshot, gunshot residue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like um, Dexter on that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. the blood sprays or whatever. Right, yeah. So, but that would, yeah, I mean, still, it'd be hard, harder to prove Well, he it. probably wore well, but gloves. he took the gun, right? He took the gun, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Yeah, oh, throw, okay, throw I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. No, what the fuck? If he took the gun, then mm. it wouldn't, someone would obviously. I don't think this guy's an international assassin no. if he folded <laughs> that quickly. No. no. <laughs> um... Yeah, so <clears throat> uh, Bollinger was reported missing days after receiving a protection order against the man she alleged was harassing her. She was found dead in a wooded area late last year. Hmm. How the fuck did that happen? That's weird. Um, an autopsy also revealed she had a potentially lethal level of heroin in her system at Wait, the time of death. I don't get death. it. She OD'd? A potentially lethal level of heroin. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, the victim's father spoke to local media and was not pleased with the prosecution's decision to enter into a plea agreement with prospectors. But I mean, what, what the hell kind of plea is this? Prosecutors. Years? I just said prospectors. Dang, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Well, that was, We're going to give him a deal. Concern it. That was my question. Yeah. What the hell charge was he facing? I mean, he got 40, 48 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Second degree murder. Yeah. But what was he facing before? Is there, is there even a death penalty in Colorado? I do not know. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, the prospectors might kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he said, uh, so there's no justice in this. Um, and that, that to make him an offer is a spit is to spit in my family's face. Oh, he said. Wow. Yeah. wow. But I mean, they do that all the time because spit it's expensive. His face. They spit in his family's <laughs> face. In the family's every face. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the trial is fucking expensive. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, if, yeah. if, if I was that guy, it's like either what yeah. life in prison or forty-eight years if yeah. you, you plea. Yeah, it's like sorry if we don't want to spend two hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money on your fucking Craigslist trash trial, <laughs> dude. You know, you know, it's probably what they said. I, I'm sure mm. that guy, if he was like, if you know, actually mm. had a jury trial, and I mean, he answered a Craigslist ad from a nineteen-year-old and agreed to help her out right. kill herself. It's like, yeah, who's mm. gonna believe that? Yeah. It's weird because it's like she was super high. And, you know, it's like, you know, Kurt Cobain was super high when he shot himself with a shotgun. Mm -hmm. And it's it's odd just because it's like, 
you know, I've, I've known junkies who are like, oh, I'm going to overdose and whatever. But it's like they get really high and then they're like, fuck it. I'm just going to get really high for a week. And then they don't kill themselves. You yeah. Because death really kills your fucking buzz. See, you know with me, saying? it's like if I put an ad like that, I would just be worried that like Schlitzy would come over. It's <laughs> right, like, yeah. oh, great. Now I have yeah. to have this guy. Yeah, <laughs> got to trust yeah. this guy with my life. Yeah. yeah. But the father said she was vulnerable and drugged, brutally shot. Uh, and he said that the uh, family had no say in this. This is a deal with the devil. Deep meaning is the uh, sentence. Yeah. Wow. So, there you go. Jesus. Deal with the devil here. Kaiser Soze. Right. Man, yeah. yeah. The greatest trick you ever pulled. Exactly. Well, we'll see what happens there. Uh, people, send your story to Podcast gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Before we get to our first call, how about a word from Adam and Eve? Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we've got a few phone calls to get to. Um, 323-522-4032 is that number. The first call is a guy, I think he's from the UK, who, and this is even like a new, uh, a new set of calls. Like, is this fucked up? Usually we get mm. like, is this gay? Uh, we get, um, this is a shit story. I right. don't think we've ever had like, is this fucked up? Yeah. You think most people would be, would you have that. Yeah, know. they would know if yeah. something's fucked up or not. Mm. But apparently this guy wants us to be the barometer of what's fucked up. All right. Yeah. Mm. Probably going to say yes. Listen to your latest podcast and uh, furries came up. They're weird fuckers. So I've got a, is this fuck? Is he urinating? There's something weird in the background. Maybe it's one of those like koi pond fountains. Yeah, sitting out in the, (laughs) sitting in his Japanese (laughs) garden. You know? It totally sounds like he's taking a yeah, piss yeah. into the koi pond. Yeah. That's what I think That's is happening. More yeah. That sort of question. So, I live in a small town in the south of England, and a couple of years ago at a gay pride event, I was uh, meandering very drunk through this crowd of the sea of color and people with rainbows on their faces. And I was, I was having a great time. I had rainbows on my face, I had colorful clothes on. It was great. And I was walking through past drag queens, yeah, each to their own. And the crowd kind of splits a little bit. And I see these two, well, I want to say, these very pale white guys, very skinny. I think they're called twinks. So, uh... (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, isn't that... Jesus (laughs) Christ. Sounds like Stanley Livingston, the explorer, you know? Diane Fossey. I believe they're called twinks. My God, we've discovered twinks. And the rainbow face people. Yeah. <laughs> they accepted me as their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're wearing black shoes. <laughs> black... What? Well, you know. Okay, I mean, all right. They're outside. Like latex shorts. Same again with a t shirt. And he had these weird black paws on. But the only, uh, it was this weird kind of dog furry gimp mask. 
Pup play is what he's talking oh, about. Oh, it's pup play. It's pup play. Is that right. a thing? Yeah. Oh, geez. It's yeah. like you, there's this weird, like, leather muzzle that makes you look kind of like a dog. And then you put, like, things over your hands to so you can't, like, they're just like, paws. Yeah. Like, you know? It's what, like what are you thing. wearing on your crotch? Are you wearing, like, a. I, uh, like what, underwear I or whatever. Something. There's no thing. All right. yeah. And this Latex is different. Latex shorts, apparently. This is different from the pony play. That's different. Which is similar because you have the yeah. pony yeah. thing on. That's very different. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> this is like, you know, pet. So, I don't know. Like somebody is it only pony and pet. puppy or do they do other animals? Um, I'm sure they do other animals. Well, furries yeah. do, but yeah, I don't know right. if like, because uh, this is like you actually act like the animal. Yeah. Right? I I don't I don't think like somebody pretending to be a cat would be very sexy, you know. <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna go fuck off over here. Leave you've me alone. Been, you've obviously never seen the the, the the play cats. Yeah, sexy. Oh, uh, is it? Okay, I did see it when I was a kid. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> what was the guy's name? Like Lucifer Demosthenes. They all had like crazy and names like, and like Rumple. I don't know. Rumple. <laughs> Rumple Peter. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what is it? It's like Rumple. It's not Rumple. It's Rumple Mint. Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Who's <laughs> for Demosthenes? Okay. I don't know. Maybe Speed. maybe ask Harrison. He might know what I'm on about. Anyway. I just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do know. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not my thing. Yeah, these little tweeters in their mouth as well. I make them sound like they're yipping. Like yip, yip, yip. What the fuck? <laughs> Tweeters? What the fuck is? Wait, so it makes little yipping noises? I think it's like um, I think it's like um, like a whistle. Or yeah, something. like those, like the things that people use on New Year's Eve. Oh, like, like a kazoo, yeah, kind like, of thing. Like, like a dog-themed one, apparently. That's that. That's bizarre. That's weird. That's real weird. I guess it depends on the breed of dog. Yeah, you know, <laughs> were they like Shih Tzus or something? Mm. <laughs> Pop play. And they're on on a lead. And there's a very effeminate gay guy kind of walking them along. And I thought, hell yeah, fuck, this is, that's cool, whatever. Each to their own. A bit that... When in Rome, yeah. act like a pup. Got me. There's this group of kids, maybe about four or five years old, sort of walked up. And they got on their hands and knees and let the kids kind of stroke them. And I... <laughs> you know... Oh man! God, I hope, yeah. these, I hope these kids weren't blind, because it would that be terrible if it's just like, oh yeah, there's a puppy, and mm. it's just you're like, okay, mm. I guess whatever, I'll go mm. with it. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be traumatizing. I, I remember like some when we, there was a one thread on the on our Facebook group about furries or something, and somebody was like, they're talking about furries being at Comic Cons, which. To be fair, I don't know if I've ever actually seen that. I but saw one at the yeah. LA yeah, Comic Con. I've, I've, I've seen yeah. furries okay. at Comic Con. Yeah. Um, how do you know they're furries and not just like mascots? Because I, I think uh, yeah. I think generally at Comic Con, when people are usually dressing up as an identifiable intellectual yeah. property, yeah, because like isn't that the whole shock yeah, of recognition? The, so yeah. like if you're dressed up as like a blue bear, random fox or yeah, whatever, exactly. yeah, it's like. Yeah, I guess what the fuck else would that be? Yeah. yeah. Um, but somebody was like, I wouldn't want to have to, ex you know, explain to my kid if I saw like a guy with a, I don't know, a fucking dog head and a thong and like a tail or something. <laughs> um, you know, and I was like thinking like, if I had kids, I would love to explain shit like that to kids, you know, all the time. Yeah, at an early age. Yeah. You know, 
I think I would be like, stoked. what's that? I'm like, well, that's Lucifer Demosthenes. I mean, as um, a kid, maybe to my own peril, I think I would be stoked if I met a furry. I was right. like, wow, look at this big, huge fox. It's all furry and it's friendly. Remember, remember when they housed those Syrian refugee kids in the same hotel that a furry convention was going on? <laughs> and they looked like the happiest fucking children you've ever seen in your yes. life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a bit fucked up. Bearing in mind it's their fetish to wear this. And they're kind of getting off on it, but maybe not getting off on the kids, but I don't know. I'm not the only one thinking this is fucked up. It's like method acting. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Anyway, and a th- uh, another thought on top of that. Would it have been a good point to uh, to bring it up? Like, sh- kind of shout, what the fuck are you doing? Letting kids stroke you. But I think people would <laughs> Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Whoa. What's all this then? <laughs> Way to kill the mood yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, buzzkill. Man got the wrong idea in seeing me shouting at two gay guys <laughs> and then totally got the wrong idea and then probably would have raped me anyway <laughs> um, that's most almost certainly what would have happened yeah yeah, yeah. thought anyway, uh, so, 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 keep it sick keep it wrong like <laughs> you know what this makes me think of uh there's a picture i saw of a kid at the Folsom street fair you might have seen this it made the rounds it's like this kid's face is just this look of horror yeah. and there's a dude just like in chaps with like his you know dong hanging out right. and the kid's just like and it, it, it you you've been to the Folsom street yeah, fair right yeah, yeah. It, i remember going there and every now and then you would see children like your par- yeah. parents were just yeah. like i'm a very san francisco parent and yeah, i'm gonna yeah. bring my toddlers to the Folsom street fair and I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to sound puritanical, but I was just like, I would never would have wanted to see that when I was a kid. Especially if it's your first dong sighting, you know? <laughs> like if that's your, what Freud described as the primal moment, you know? Well, dongs that's, are That the, is where your fetishes come from, like, uh, according but, to Freud. But dongs are like the least of your worries at the Folsom Street right. Fair. I guess it's so, like, yeah. yeah. We went, I mean, we went to a guy, well, a guy we went to high school with, uh, during the early 2000s would go to Folsom Street Fair and take pictures of the most egregious things he could find <laughs> and then feed them to conservative media. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Like, and, this is how fucked up San Francisco is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he was, uh, and like, he actually was, at the time, he would like, he himself, because he was anonymous, wouldn't, but the photos would end up on Fox News and all of this shit. <laughs> So I have a question. Did he ever actually ask you guys if that's fucked up or not in that? Well, I think he not said, really. I have an, is this fucked up question oh, in the beginning? Yeah, he said I that. Yeah. Yeah. And, so I, and so then I have a follow-up question, which is, how do you both feel about being asked, being, being seen as cultural figures who can answer that question? Well, you know, I have years of experience. Yeah, no, so I know. So it's like, this is, this is... <laughs> you know, at this point, it's, I don't find, I mean, obviously nothing shocking. Yeah. And it's like, no. I, I feel like we're the wrong people to ask about this. Right. Because we're so jaded that I'm not going to think that. Even if I saw that, I'd be like, yeah, maybe it's fucked up, but who cares? Yeah. Right. You know, right. it's like, as long it as they're not fucking that, the kids. It, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem know? that fucked up. Yeah, but... I mean, it's like, but at the same time, I mean, go ask you know right. <laughs> I think there's a lot of other people you could ask to be horrified yeah. so I don't know yeah yeah. I mean if the if the, if the pups are erect there's a problem that's <laughs> if a there's problem. red rocket coming yeah, yeah, out if there's yeah. red rocket then... I, I guess it depends where are the kids stroking the pups right. yeah, yeah now if they're just right. stroking their heads or something maybe that'd be fine yeah you know but yeah, yeah. yeah. other regions maybe not yeah, yeah. 
I just find it funny that the parents are cool with that. Yeah. And also, you know, it, what, in fucking three years, those kids will have fucking iPhones and they'll be watching Dr. Whore, you know? <laughs> so, like, who gives a fuck, you know? SoundCloud Honestly. rappers in the making. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the next uh, the next uh, call here we have is uh, good old Marshall Island Tony, who we haven't heard from in a while. Oh, yeah. He calls in uh, with another doozy here. Mm-hmm. Two-parter. Uh, uh, yes, this is Tony um, calling with another cultural adventure from the Marshall Islands. Um, first, in quick reference to the last call. Where the fuck are they again? I always forget. It's uh, Pacific Island. Pacific. Have you ever heard of the Marshall Islands? Uh, because of Marshall Island Tony. Oh, okay, I, I yeah. Know, I didn't know I, about this yeah, either, but I spoke board. to a guy yeah. who was in the Navy that I work with, and right. he's been there. It's like a, it's just basically a Navy island uh, in yeah. the Pacific Islands near Hawaii. I think that's where the, the nuclear test took place and Godzilla was born. Yeah, Godzilla, right? yeah, was right. uh, incubated there. Right. Germany did have overseas colonies prior to World War I. Certain dumbass who live in South Africa should know that since one was right across the border. Did we have a caller from... What is he talking about? No, he's saying that there were German colonies overseas, and oh. I should have known that because there was one in South Africa. Oh, or not in South Africa, right across the border from South Africa. Okay. All right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they had the, they, they had the special logo with the fucking palm tree and the swastika. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Graphic design, guys. Regardless, um, this story takes place in Majuro. It's the capital atoll in the Marshall Islands. Um, I was there just a few day, for a few days once. That's kind of your friendly neighborhood sex tourist. And, um, okay. The story starts out one morning. This girl I picked up the night before. She takes this big swig of my vodka bottle, and she, you know, she said, "Ask me to take her home." So I'm thinking, "Great, no problem." And start driving. Um, and the thing about Madro, it's all these long, really narrow islands connected by causeways. So when you're driving there, you're basically trapped in one dimension. You can only go one way or the other. And this- <laughs> what? Wow. Causeways? Is that what he said? Yeah. So what does he mean when you're driving? So it's like a Mobius strip. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Like what is he, I don't get him. What is? He means you can only go one direction. Okay. He said dimension. Oh. Oh. Okay. 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 Then, yeah. Oh, one you direction. Can't you can't. But I don't understand. How do you get back to where yeah. you came from? You get to the get end go- of the causeway and then you go back the other dimension. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Jesus. And through a portal mm. or something. You can only you can age forward in time or backward in time. Girls, she tells me to turn a couple times. I'm like. What the fuck? No which way you want to go? And um, I'm getting pissed off, and she starts jabbering to me in Marshallese. And um, <laughs> Wait, I guess uh, I didn't even think they had their own language. Marshallese. Marshallese. Yeah. You know, <laughs> jabbering. <laughs> this is this is like you know that like weird uncle you have who's like older and single, and you don't know what the fuck he gets up to. This is the shit he gets up to. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marshall, you've ever heard that language. You, you understand why I went with a mute girl. Um, it's just, it's just the, you know, there's no language that sounds dirtier and more disgusting and barbaric, <laughs> except perhaps Arabic. Um, uh, another Stanley Livingston over here. All right. Okay. Like, for example, to say, like, hi, how are you in Marshall's was, yuck, yuck. So... <laughs> I think that's like one of the languages spoken in Jabba's palace. Yeah. I think. That's yeah. what the pig guards spoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Jabba Wonka? <laughs> right. One of the things to talk to each other would be like, 
<laughs> I think it's Jawas. Yeah, that's, I that's, think that's, so. That's Facebook. Yeah. So I'm getting totally pissed off, and um, <laughs> finally I stopped the car and I yelled at this girl. I said, "Get the fuck out of the car!" And she's quiet for a second, and then she goes, "No, you get out." And uh, so luckily, I didn't have a gun or a knife on me, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, well, you probably can <clears throat> kill them, and no one cares. Most likely, yeah. 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 I'd probably still be there, you know, trying to clean out that rent-a-car. <laughs> but instead, went back to the hotel, and I managed to run into the room and lock the door behind me before she could get in. <laughs> and she's out there pounding on the door for a while, and um, finally she gives up, but before she leaves, she yells. It's like fucking Fred Flintstone <laughs> at the beginning of the Flintstones. You'll <laughs> <laughs> suck. I fuck you. I suck you. Fuck you. Which I thought was a uh, pretty good command of the God's language for the dirty little savage, but it wasn't enough to melt my little fat so heart for her. That I'm here for this. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But then hours later, I left and forgot to lock the door, and suddenly she walks in with this other girl. And um, this other girl is pretty good for a Marsley's girl. Um, I definitely want to give her the honors. And I know she brought. What do you say? I'd give her the honors? He, he wants to give her the honors. What's the honors of having sex with him? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Lucky her. Yeah. What is, what is the accent that this guy has? I think he's I think it's Canadian, like, maybe. I, I remember, thought it was like huffing too much spray paint uh, <laughs> while on the Marshall Islands. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Very similar very, accent. Very similar. We all kind of you know, win back my love, but looking back, though... It's got to be American because the Canadians. Well, don't. he was yeah. in the U.S. Army. Yeah, he, oh, right. it's an American there. accent. Yeah, yeah. It's some, I don't know, like Wisconsin or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, Upper like, Peninsula, Michigan. Oh yeah. Hmm. It must have been some kind of temporary insanity because it's just morally wrong to turn down a threesome, regardless. You know, even if I was a couple of little heathen sluts, but I'm just. All right, now you just now you just fucking you know. Yeah, I had to go. Now there. Now he's just throwing it out. It's making it blue. Yeah, yeah. My mind said, I'm going to get rid of this goofy bitch. So in my state of mind, I kind of picked her up and gently kind of tossed her outside the door. And then this woman working at the hotel came and um, told her to leave. And Okay, in this part oh, two okay, here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, he kicked them out? He didn't have a threesome? Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't quite follow. I was, t I was just. I never. Knew I got distracted the, by by the uh, by the uh, cultural slurs. I just got distracted. I just never knew him to be so particular. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it you sounded know? like he only threw one of them out. Oh, he kept one. I'm not sure, but he only said he threw one out. Well, he says he mm. gently carried her out. But what did he do? What did he do with the other one that then? was pounded on the? I guess she went away. I don't know. I, yeah. don't know. I wasn't. Uh, yeah. All sure. right. The details aren't. Let's see what. Yet. All right. There's okay. a part two. All right. Uh, finishing the story. So this the, this this woman from the hotel tells the girl to leave and. I was hoping her friend would be a sport and stick around, but she took off too. So I guess the moral of the story is, um, if you're ever in the Marshall Islands, you want a threesome, don't throw one of the girls out of the door outside. That's it. Later days. Bye. That's the moral. That's the moral. That's a story. That's not even a story. That's not really a story. I, you know, I mean, I, I guess there's a lot of like things he could have done to you know ensure that he had a threesome like maybe not mock the language not mm. kick her out of the car you know not, get, not throw one of them outside 
Yeah, man, I'm surprised. Hmm. I just never knew him to be so selective. I always thought it's just like, I mean, this is the same guy yeah. who had sex with a mute Marshallese girl oh, in front I've, of her family. Yeah, no, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was down with that. Yeah. Maybe he just needed her parents there or something. Mm. I know. Yeah, an then, audience. Yeah, an audience. Wow. Well, well, that was soul crushing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tony, Tony, I like how he's, he's getting like, dark. They're getting darker. They are getting darker. Yeah, yeah. 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 I always like how he's like, if you ever find yourself at the Marshall Islands, it's like, sure, that's, yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they are getting darker, though. They are getting. I'm darker. waiting for it to get progressively, you know, darker mm. to the point where it's like. And so I hid the body, yeah, like in the sea. But the yeah, sea eventually he's going to be like, Colonel Kurtz has, or some has, shit. Has anyone ever called in with like a murder story? That's a good question. I think we have had somebody call in about a murder, and I just we never believed it. Right. Yeah, mm. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Yeah. I, can you think of any? No. I always forget the calls. This is like a week, third so. of the people are like trying out a character or something. No, no, yeah, no, that's no. a thing. Yeah. I mean, no, he no, might no. be fucking. Who knows what this guy's doing? Yeah, there's no know? way to verify. Yeah, right. you know, if they're, if they're true <laughs> so. or not. So, <laughs> you know, I I tend to believe Marshall Island Tony because who yeah. would make this up? Yeah, Marshallese. I've never heard yeah. of that. I mean, not to fucking be annoying, but I mean, for people who are like, this is so horrifying, this isn't really that different from like anything the president would say. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. that far off yeah, from yeah, it, yeah. you know? So yeah. just I'm keep that surprised. in perspective. I'm just saying <laughs> that. Give me a little bit know. of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, last call we have here is, I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm not going to give a description. You can make of it what it is. Okay. Let's see. Facial piercings, dress codes, and watch out for the to death. Is this Bat? Is this Boner villain? It's not Boner villain. Okay, okay. The customer service folks, carts in the shopping's way, watch out for them to death. The Johns, the Jimmys, the Jays, the Slinky Mom. Is this the next Temptation song? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Bob Trifecta, yes. The Critique Northery. Hmm, quite. You've done a good job, so I don't want you to think any of you that think that you want, that it is going to be otherwise. You've done a great job, and the Jays, the Jimmys, the Johns, the Steves, the Dans, the Dorvins. Nothing that you want to think that is otherwise. This is, this is like a Maggie S. Step fucking piece or something. I told I don't you, even it's know. like yeah. a, okay. a, yeah, it's yeah. free verse. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, what was the that? The Maggie's, the John's, yeah. the Jimmy's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Oh, mm. God. This is like when, uh, what was her name? Remember when like Lily Sobieski went on The Tonight Show and yes. was doing like her 9 11 poetry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It is yes. kind of, yeah. It was one well, of the greatest there's a moments reveal. of television. There's a reveal. Okay, okay. All right. It's Lily Sobieski. Is that the reveal? Okay. Yes. Quiet. Jesus. <laughs> you can put me back on. I was once fucked up, but now I am not. Quig, Quigley, it's Quigley again. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! 
Yeah. I thought this was one of Harris's personalities for well, the longest there's time. One thing, there's one thing I got to say to myself. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. God, it's hard quickly. to even... I, it's hard to explain what yeah. Quigley is exactly. Whether yeah. he's human, whether, whether he's a construct. It, it's hard to explain what Quigley is. But for the longest time, he had probably one of the best calls we've ever had on the show. Yeah. It was like this long story, a long, like, kind of convoluted narrative involving him in college. And he sounded like he was kind of retarded, like he had a stroke. He said he had a stroke. Yeah, he said he had a yeah. stroke. And he was having... He had just defecated the toilet didn't flush and he was having sex with a hooker or something no a girl a girl oh, yeah with a girl drunk and vomiting over vomiting in the toilet on top of feces and he was having yeah. sex he told the story it was like a three and a half minute call yeah and we were like just amazed yeah I mean, we had never heard anything like it and then over time he'd call in with all sorts of weird stories but then he revealed it was a character yeah. yeah, and then Harrison, I, I, you were, you were so of, upset. It's like your world, you died a thousand deaths that day. He's kind of like the cue to my Captain Picard, yeah. if you will, you know? Uh, the foil, yeah, you yeah. were yeah. so upset. I think I may have heard one of those calls. Yeah. I think I may have actually heard the sex vomit I think call. I. I, think I, I put, wanted to believe that yeah. one. I really I think did. I put a baseline, the one, and put it on SoundCloud or some shit. You know, you know. After that, yeah. I've, I've had a hard time trusting anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. I'm glad he's back. I got to say, I'm glad he's back. Yeah. This is a know? new, interesting direction for him. I don't know what I'd it like is. See, I don't know what's going on you know, there. You know. You never know what he's going to do. He's like a Joaquin Phoenix. The Johns. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if um, is this a new character. Yeah. Is this his his? I don't know his art. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is. It's like some kind of Craigslist Andy Kaufman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very uh, interesting. interesting to see. Anyway, good to hear from you, Quigley. Uh, people call Stick Around Hotline 323-522-4032. We got to get out of here. Uh, best way to keep the show going is be by becoming a Stick Around patron. Seriously, we do appreciate all the support you give us. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Um, we're going to be posting bonus content, uh, outtakes. We do an extra story, extra phone calls. You know, it helps out the show. All sorts of extra shit. Yeah. Give, mm -hmm. give uh, Harrison some Hanukkah guilt. Hmm. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Finally here, sick and wrong song of the week. Well, we got to end it with uh, an XXX Tentation song. Hmm. Uh, you guys recommend the song Revenge, which actually I listened to that one. I kind of liked it. It's a good it's song. Good. It's good. What, what album is that off of? It's uh, 17. It's on 17. Yeah. It's on 17. Yeah. Is it, if, you, if you were to recommend one record for somebody to go buy. 17. 17? Yeah, yeah. 17 is great. All right. All right. We'll go check it out. Uh, Jared, thanks for coming on the show, thanks man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, people, you should go check out uh, Jared's new book coming out about XX Tentation, Do Everything Wrong. Yeah. Hopefully it's out. Hopefully it comes out soon. this airs. Yeah, so, we'll see. We'll put yeah. up a link to it, though, when yeah. it does come out. All right. Cool. So cool. Thanks a lot. Um, people will be back next week with uh, episode uh, 665. Till then, take a sleep. Oh, man.
Yeah. Uh...